This is Chapter 16, Part 3 of The War on Waste Paradox by Len Bertain, read by Len Bertain. Mac was explaining the teams were going to pull some power and control away from the supervisors and managers. It was only logical. He was pointing out his opinion as to why most quality circles or total quality management or lean manufacturing programs failed. He went on. Now let me ask you this. In the process that Dr. Elby has been discussing, what is the definition of work? One of the supervisors answered, work is planning, controlling, and doing the work. Okay, now, Mac went on. If workers were only doing the work before, and now they are both planning and controlling their work, where did those functions come from? From the managers, everyone responded. Good. And now what does this mean for the whole organization? Someone shouted, the whole damn organization is going to change. And where does that lead? Someone responded to a new culture and a way of working. Does everybody see what is happening, Mac asked, and why it is happening? We all nodded that we understood, and Mac went on. One of the areas of specialty that I have worked on over the years is creating culture change in organizations. And my studies have shown that a successful change program occurs when three things are present, whether we are talking about an individual, a group, or a whole system. He went to the flip chart and wrote the following. Three things needed for successful change. One, the ability to change. Two, the willingness to change. And the system to support the change. What does this mean? Jim jumped in. It means that in order to change a company or a person or even a group of people must have the basic ability to change. They must have the skills needed to make the change occur. To do this, we normally train to provide the knowledge, skills, and capabilities to ensure that the change can occur. If someone doesn't have the required skills, you can't expect them to change to some new environment. It is the manager's job to make sure that those skills are there. As for willingness, I guess, they must be willing to change. They must be willing to apply the skills that they've learned and have to cause the change to occur. Mac, I'm not so sure whether willingness or ability comes first. It almost appears to be a chicken and egg situation. Mac responded, yeah, I like your response so far. If you have the ability to change, namely you know what to do, it's easy to proceed. If peer pressure keeps you from implementing the change, you clearly won't have the willingness. Let me give you an example that I find humorous, even today. When I was in college, I worked one summer on a ranch in Wyoming. Of all things, an OSHA inspector arrived at the ranch and decided that cowboy hats were not sufficiently safe to protect cowboys in their ranch duties. From his view, every cowboy needed to wear a hard hat, so the change was ordered. Clearly, the cowboys understood all the reasons for his analysis, but they didn't want to change. They didn't have the willingness to change. 
They liked their cowboy hats. Needless to say, the cowboy hats stayed. But the Asha inspector was unceremoniously removed from the premises, physically. I use that example because it represents a group of workers who have the ability but not willingness to change. Now let's talk about quality pump. Many people have told Dr. Elby and me that they really think that some kind of a change is necessary. And they have the willingness to change, but they lack the skills. They do not have the ability, so they need to be trained. Jim, you are right. It is almost a chicken and egg situation, but it is more. More than ability and willingness needs to be present in any change to last. Jim, could you continue with your explanation? Jim went on. And I think by system, you mean those things that are needed to support the change. What you're saying by system, I guess, is all those things that make the change stick. If you don't put a system of support in place, then the change will only last a little while. Mac went on. Jim, that's right about the system. But who controls the system? Calvin was quiet during most of this discussion and finally answered, All of us in this room, and any of the other managers not in attendance at this meeting. The managers control the system, right? You've got it, Calvin. I think you've got it. Mac was pleased that the discussion was going so well. You could see it on his face. And what are the support systems that we are talking about here? Jerry, the shift manager from the maintenance department, who had missed quite a few of the classes because of machine failures and other breakdowns, looked around to see if Mr. Grimes was hiding in the room somewhere. He blurted out, You know, I think this is a bunch of crap. I don't understand a thing you're saying, Mac. Mac looked at Jerry. What don't you understand? I don't understand why we are talking about change. Since you've been saying that everything we do is so bad, why don't we just close the doors and be done with it? I think everything that's going on here is stealing money from our bonus. That's what I think. This company is in big trouble and this program isn't going to fix it. Let's just struggle the way we've been for another couple of years and then I can retire. Okay, Mac said. So you want to leave everything the way it is just so that you can retire in peace? Jerry replied sarcastically. Yep, that's about it. I think that Dr. L.B. sure talks a big game. I don't think you guys can deliver for us, and it seems like nothing but busy work. Mac looked at him. Jerry, why do you think Dr. L.B. and I are going to do anything? We told you right up front that we don't make the changes. You do. To be honest, Jerry, I think what you're suggesting is totally selfish. You have only a couple of years left, and there are a number of people in this room who want to be working here in 20 years so that they can retire also. Mac started to get a little bit heated, and I think that what is wrong with America is like what you're saying, Jerry. Everyone is watching out for him or herself and is not thinking about anyone downstream. You can't get by with that attitude anymore. It's the kind of thinking that gets us into wars, that causes mergers to put people out of work, that creates homelessness in the cities, and that doesn't do anything about it. It's selfish. And I won't let that go by a minute, Jerry. We just can't think about today. We have to pull together as a team to make sure that we pay attention to the stakes of everyone today and in the future. 
Dr. Elby and I wouldn't be working with you if we thought you were failures and couldn't get the job done. But we won't do the work you will, and you'll be proud of the company you create. In order to get there, you have to change, and that is what started this whole discussion. Jerry, for piss me off, forgive me. But I mean everything I said, and you are entitled to your own opinion even if I disagree with you. I think you can make your retirement an even happier one if you know, Jerry, that you help make the company healthy. You help change to a better way of working, a more profitable way of working, and maybe you can lead the way. Don't give me any crap about a short time until retirement. Think of the past and all the things you wanted to change in the way the company was managed. Now have a chance to do something about it and make it right for those who follow you. Well, Mac was cranky and everyone was silent. Everyone was paying attention, though. Earlier, he had be appeared to be a pretty mellow guy and didn't appear to be bothered by negative people like Jerry. After his speech, everyone stood up and clapped. Even Jerry managed a few claps. Order settled back, and Jerry responded, I guess I hit one of your buttons, didn't I? Everyone laughed at Jerry's attempt at a peace offering. I'm really, I'm sorry, Mac. I just wasn't trying to be selfish or negative. I was trying to understand why I even need to worry about these issues of change. You and Dr. Elby are trying to make rock scientists out of us, and all we want to do is row a boat. You two guys are doing a great job. Just tell us where to aim and we'll do it. Max smiled when Jerry finished. He looked out the window of the door as if to collect his thoughts. He turned and spoke directly to Jerry. You know, Jerry, I don't really know the best way to respond to your statement. I could be angry, but I'm not. I could feel encouraged, but again, I'm not. I guess you could say I'm just whelmed, which is a little less than overwhelmed. That's the end of chapter 16, part 3. See you in chapter 16, part 4. Thank you.